Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Home Room Co-Living, uh, which is a way, uh, a co-living company that helps people both invest in real estate and get a place to live. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Johnny. Yeah, so happy to be here, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Just give us a brief history of how you got to where you are today. Sure, happy to. So I uh, graduated school in 2007 and headed to the Silicon Valley to work in corporate finance as a financial analyst for about eight years. Uh, during that period, starting in 2008, I invested in real estate uh, remotely in Texas, so bought a number of properties. Uh, 2015, I was working in San Francisco at a bank and realized that to buy the house I want, have the life I want, it was going to take me way too long. Uh, so I analyzed the markets in the United States and picked Austin, Texas as what I thought would be the best real estate market over the next five years. Moved there uh, to purchase properties uh, and I rented them out by the room. And I, was, I did very well with those properties. Uh, renting out by the room was tricky because there was no good way to match roommates at the time. Uh, but, you know, it worked very well. Moved to Kansas City in 2018 to do the same model again buy a number of houses and rent them out by the room. And kind of at that point, I realized that there needs to be a better platform uh, for this where, you know, investors can use the model that I use, but also where tenants can find roommates, you know, that match better, that fit together more quickly, and it's just safer than Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. So today I'm running Homeroom Co-Living. We are on a percentage basis the fastest growing co-living company in the United States over the last 18 months. Uh, we are in four markets, Austin, Dallas, Kansas City, and uh, San Antonio, and we're looking to double the number of markets we're going to be in over the next uh, six months. Very good. So let's take it from the uh, renter's point of view. So what is the advantage of renting a house with a lot of other people that you don't know? Um, I mean, you build your network. I mean, I think every you know person that you meet through roommate living is a potential really great friend. I personally, you know, have lived with over 50 roommates living in the Bay Area, everyone lives with roommates uh, just because of cost savings. And there's, you know, to rent your own apartment is not something most people can do if you're a Google engineer. Um, and so, I've, you know, I've traveled the world with people I've met that are roommates that I didn't know going in. I've, you know, thrown some really cool dinner parties. I uh, met a lot of, I met girls that I dated. So, yeah, I mean, it's just expanding your network. It's having a social circle that's with you kind of all the time. Um, and kind of, you know, loneliness from the 20 to 40 year old age range is kind of a systemic problem that uh, co-living or living with roommates uh, definitely helps solve. So tell us about the process that people go through so that you do a match so that the roommates are going to get along. Because the last thing you want is to be stuck in a house with somebody you do not want to be associated with. They're, they're dirty or whatever. You don't like their lifestyle. How do you create uh, compatible matches? Yeah, so, you know, there's a couple things there. One is, our roommate agreement with each roommate is that they're going to clean up after themselves. They're not going to leave things in the common area. We also provide maid service and the, the maids clean the house once a month, but also provide feedback on how clean the, the house is. So a lot of what homeroom has done has really been, you know, I look, you know, through all these roommate houses that I owned or managed or lived in, it's like there's best practices and making sure everyone does their part, right? And encouraging that throughout. So it's sort of a culture that we kind of impart to all homerooms is, hey, everyone chips in. There, we do not allow dishes in the sink whatsoever. Everyone is kind of giving and uh, providing value to the house. 
Uh, in terms of compatibility, we have, you know, eight key kind of drivers of roommate compatibility. Uh, do you like to stay up late, get up early? Do you like to have people over? Do you like to hang out with people, you know, outside of the house? Um, are you someone that's looking to connect with people in the house or do you want to kind of keep to yourself? So we look at all these things and, you know, our CTO is, has a PhD in machine learning. So we're building an algorithm that's going to help us kind of fine tune that process. Addition to that, today we actually do video calls with the current roommates and the roommates that are coming in. Um, and so that new roommate coming in um, can, you know, get to know them and then the current roommates can kind of make sure that that person's a good fit. So what's happened if something goes wrong? Somebody gets in there and the other people just really don't like them at all. Is there any way to kind of evict them? Um, I, you know, we have different we have different stages of kind of escalation. Um, yeah, of course you can evict uh, a tenant, but generally we're going to try to work with the we you know we try to push we try to encourage the um, the culture of the the house to kind of create its own culture and its own standards for how people are, should behave. And if you know we kind of give the roommates themselves the tools to interact with each other and kind of enforce those standards. If it ever gets to the point that it's so bad where people can't enjoy the house, then we'll get involved. So that's, that's actually very rare. So t typically, how big are these houses and how many rooms are there that are roomed, you know, knows how many people are in a particular house typically? Um, it ranges all over the place. We have uh, two to seven. So, so nothing, the most nothing more than that. Seven would be seven, and each person gets their own bedroom, and then Correct. all the kitchen and the living room is all shared. Yes, that's, yep, exactly. So what are the financial advantages of somebody, what would be the rent that people would have for co-living as opposed to, uh, you know, getting a single room apartment? Yeah, so that, that's honestly the biggest driver for this type of living, um, is that, you know, we calculate that you can save 30 to 40% by living with us versus a studio in the exact same neighborhood. So in some cases, it's more. We have some rooms that are in the 300s or 200s. So it's a, if you, you know, the story of the millennial is that they go to college, they get a ton of student debt, they can't save up enough money because apartment rent is too high. And so then now they're stuck, right? They can, they can never get out of the renter life. Um, uh, and so... With co-living, they can save 30 to 40% and pay down those loans faster, start to save up money to buy their own house. So that's really kind of, we see that over time, living in this way takes the millennial from where they are stuck and, and unsticks them. And that uh, kind of allows them to get to that next stage with a little bit more um, effectiveness. What financial underwriting do you do on tenants? Uh, they check their credit report. Or what, what do you do to see that they're able to pay their rent? Yeah, we do all the standard stuff. We actually do a bit more. We'll do a video interview with them just to get to know them. Um, we all, but then we do all the standard credit, criminal history, and eviction history checks. Uh, we use TransUnion Premium, which is sort of like the industry standard. So we do all that. Uh, in addition to that, we'll have the video interview with the current roommates. So they actually will kind of get to know the person, make sure they feel comfortable. And are these typically done co-ed or same sex one way or the other? How does that work? Uh, we don't have any kind of uh, restrictions on gender. So they mostly are co-op. Okay. Um, okay. So is, is what what is, do you have more demand than you have supply? What is the supply demand situation for co-living right now? Yeah, I mean during COVID we had zero percent um, vacancy, so it's really tight. We've been expanding very very rapidly. Um, this month we're going to be adding 
something a bit about something over a hundred co-living bedrooms, which is pretty amazing because, you know, two years ago we only had a hundred. Um, so we, um, you know, our, we keep adding more and more bedrooms and the rooms keep filling up faster and faster. So the demand is, is pretty insatiable um, for this type of living. As far as buying homes, it's a very, very hot housing market now. And even the markets, like you mentioned, Austin is a super hot housing market now. How are you competing mm-hmm. with uh, people wanting to buy single family homes or even institutions that buy homes to rent out? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a good question. I, we um, one of the, the advantages to the co-living model is that by renting out to the bed, by renting out bedrooms, you can increase the total gross rent, um, you know, by fifty or one hundred percent, even sometimes. So what it allows our investors to do, and we partner the way we source homes is we partner with real estate investors throughout the United States. Um, we underwrite a property we'll find, and we'll say, hey, if you buy this property and set it up, you're going to make really great returns. Usually ROI is above 20%. Um, what that means is that we can pay just a little bit more and we can be a little bit more aggressive on the buy side because we know on the, we know once we hold it with the co-living model, the, um, the rent and the revenue and the, the returns are just, just much, much better than a competitor would get. So that, that enables a little bit more aggressive buying that enables us to buy properties. Um, and in addition to that, we're in a bit nicer areas. Most institutions are buying C-class neighborhoods or, you know, lower, lower class neighborhoods um, in terms of the real estate kind of grading scale. And uh, generally we're in B-class nicer neighborhoods. So not so much how, competition in the, the, that area. Is there competition from people buying homes to rent out with short-term rentals like an Airbnb? With us? Competing for homes for people uh, buying homes for Airbnb's as opposed to what you're doing, yes. Yeah, um, you know, we, it's, uh, I mean, these are, the, the, the um, I wish I had really specific answers here. When we were trying to buy homes, um, we will win most of them. We lose some of them. We don't typically know who bought the home that we lost. Um, um, so that, it's hard for me to really kind of like answer that uh, with, um, with like knowledge. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a it's definitely a fee. It's very difficult to buy homes right now. But we, we're buying seventeen. Uh, investors are buying seventeen with homerooms this month. So it's not it's uh, not quite as bad as I think the uh, papers make it sound. So from the uh, homeowner's point of view, who wants to rent out, what is the advantage of doing co living compared to short term rentals like an Airbnb? Yeah, there, there's a number of different advantages. Um, the setup for for um, for both is pretty similar in terms of how much money you have to invest in the home to make it work for the model. Um, but co-living is a much more stable model, right? So with, with short-term rentals, you may be able to increase the rent by 200%. Sometimes it really depends. It's very hit or miss. The thing about Airbnb is that, you know, other people can just turn on Airbnb right next to you. And so that can decrease the pricing because of, you know, change in the market supply. Uh, with co-living, there's not really that challenge uh, yet. Uh, we probably have a few more years before we start to see kind of other players in the same cities we're in causing price pressure. So the other, and what we saw during COVID is that uh, short-term rentals is a really, you know, I actually really like um, it as an investment class. I think it's really creative. I think it's really innovative. I personally stayed in Airbnb this weekend. I, I love it. Um, but it's not um, resistant to kind of 
some things, right? Pandemic for one, it really was not resistant to that. We had a lot of people owning Airbnbs get absolutely crushed last year. So with co-living, we we did not see that. We these people are staying three months, twelve months, sometimes two or three years. And in addition to that, instead of having like a vacancy where you make zero dollars, we have six people that have leases that are each paying. So even if one can't pay, you still make fifty five six with the rent. So. Co-living stability versus Airbnb stability in terms of seasonality, in terms of all these different kind of variability metrics, co-living is uh, probably is more stable than even standard single-family rentals in terms of your income stream. So with co-living, you'll get a ton more stability than uh, standard rental because if that one person can't pay, you get zero. With Airbnb, if you have a vacancy, you get zero. With co-living, we've actually never had a month in the history of our company where one of our properties has made zero dollars. We've never had a week never had a day. So it's, you're always going to have a few tenants in there. Our occupancy is 94, 95%. So typically you're going to have all the tenants in there. So uh, there's not as much up and down, right? And then you get, you make more than single family rentals, a little bit less than short term rentals, but you just get way more stability, way more safety, way more kind of layers of protection. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman with the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Homeroom Co-Living, which is a way for people to rent as part of a, several people in one place and also a way for real estate investors to invest. You can find out more at his website, which is livehomeroom.com. We'll be back after this. CharityVest provides a modern tax-deductible charitable giving account called a donor-advised fund to everyone. You can make donations of cash, stock, or even cryptocurrency to your Charity Vest account. Then you can invest your account balance, allowing it to grow tax-free. You can send funds to over 1.4 million charities whenever you're ready. Charity Vest makes powerful, tax-smart philanthropy simple for all. You get one upfront tax receipt from Charity Vest, no matter how many charities you support or when you choose to support them. You can put money aside, receive the tax advantages today, and then grow your assets while you figure out what charities you want to support. You can give anonymously if you want to. CharityVest adds an element of purpose to your life to have a place to put your charitable money. You can be intentional about giving without any of the disadvantages of giving money away. When you have a stock or crypto investment that's gone up significantly in value, you'll pay capital gains taxes on the increase in value when you sell it. But if you hold an asset for more than a year, you can avoid paying those capital gains taxes altogether by donating the position directly to charity. You also can take an income tax deduction for the market value of the position when you donate it. Think of it like a tax-advantaged double whammy. You eliminate capital gains taxes while earning an income tax deduction. Traditionally, giving stock or crypto has been complicated and cumbersome, but CharityVest makes it easy. Simply create an account and tell them through the app how much you want to donate. They walk you through all the details, doing all the hard work for you. Once you make your donation, donation, the cash value is added to your fund, and you can reinvest it to grow tax-free or send it to any charity at any time. Donor-advised funds have traditionally been provided by big financial service firms, but they haven't leveraged technology to make giving uh, accounts accessible while charging low fees. CharityVest provides premier first-class technology-enabled experience at the lowest fees available. You can open an account and support charities for free. You're only charged any fees when you invest the money in your account. 
Charities receive 100% of your donations, and they aren't required to give you a receipt since they've already received a tax deduction receipt from Charity Vest. I've used Charity Vest web app myself, and it really makes it easy to sign up and donate to charities. I also like the tax advantages of eliminating capital gains on appreciated assets while earning tax deductions. Go to charityvest.org slash moneyanswers to sign up for a free Charity Vest account. You can sign up now. There will be no fees charged in 2022. Go to charityvest.org slash moneyanswers to find out more. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Homeroom Co-Living, which is a way for people to live in one place that works for investors and for people renting uh, their places they're living. You can find out more at his website, livehomeroom.com. Welcome back to the show, Johnny. Yeah, Jordan, thanks for having me. So let's talk about the pandemic. How did the pandemic affect uh, the co-living situation that you have? Um, you know, I think we got um, pretty lucky. It was, it was actually very, it was obviously very scary when you wake up um, and you kind of realize what, or you, you see what's happening in the world and you see um, kind of, you know, you're walking down the, the grocery store aisles and there's no toilet paper and it just feels like the wheels are coming off and you, you're running dozens of roommate houses. It's a, it's a scary feeling. So definitely had a few heart-to-hearts with friends, and and we sent out an investor a letter to our investors that I don't know if we're going to survive this. Um, but we actually, you know, at the end of the day, did very well. We had we built a pretty strong uh, COVID protocol uh, pretty early on, um, and 
We, um, so if someone got COVID, they'd report to us, we would have the roommates and that person follow specific guidelines. Uh, we had a doctor that was connected to us that gave us, you know, guidelines and what to do if someone got it. And so in the, you know, the, over the course of the last 18 months, we've only, we had COVID in three properties and we had one COVID case passed to a different roommate. So I think we handled it, you know, as good as we could have given the situation pretty, a uh, pretty scary time though uh, for for us. Um, but another one of the other advantages we were sort of early in the process of building how homeroom was going to come together, and so we weren't grow- we were growing but not really really fast. And so when the pandemic hit, we actually just we had all of our rooms filled, so we had zero percent vacancy and no one moved, no one came uh, for the first three months, and so we just kind of held tight and uh, waited out. The first three months I think were psychologically. Uh, really the most challenging for us and I think for everyone. Uh-huh. Very good. All right, so now let's take this from the investor's point of view. <clears throat> so an investor comes to you and says they want to invest in uh, co-living. Uh, go go through the process of uh, qualifying the investor and, and what they need to do to end up uh, buying. They're actually buying an individual home per investor. Is that the way it works? Correct, yep. Yeah, so an investor, you know, Personally, I had bought out of state through companies that were local in Texas when I was younger. And so I was trying to create a process like that that was just a little bit more evolved, um, something that had a little bit more Silicon Valley feel to it. So it's a, it's a complete concierge experience. As an investor, you have, you know, we need probably about 75000 out of pocket uh, to buy the home for your down payment to kind of retrofit the property and get it set up. Uh, but we'll pretty much handle everything. We'll source the property. We use data analytics to identify homes that are going to have the best returns. Uh, we also, you know, we have a process that will set the home up really quickly and then find tenants super fast. So you just come in, you get pre- you listen to the presentation. We'll, show, we'll share about how it works. Uh, we'll help find a home. Then you say yes or no if you want that home or not. And if you say yes, then we'll, you know, make an offer on it. Uh, it's usually a property that's, un- you know, on the MLS, just a standard property. Um, and then our, our partner agents will help you close on the property. Then our operations team will get the house set up. And what set up means in co-living is occasionally we'll add bedrooms. Uh, we'll find extra space and we'll say it's a, you know, maybe it's a four bedroom. We'll turn it to a five bedroom. In addition to that, we furnish all common areas and investors pay for that. Um, that's the you know, living room, dining room, and then the kitchen essentials, as well as some smart home technology that's throughout the property. Okay, and so <clears throat> typically investors are going to put a down payment on buying the home and then get a mortgage? Correct. We, we do have people that buy with cash, a good amount of them, but uh, we, we actually recommend buying with a mortgage. And we'll help. We have lenders in every that will help you buy a home in any of these cities. And So what would be the advantage of doing it with a mortgage and what would be the advantage of doing it with all cash? Yeah, so cash, you know, the, the advantage to that is that you don't have to buy in as much quicker. Typically, cash offers uh, a bit more powerful, um, you know, and then someone's evaluating cash versus a mortgage. On the selling side, they use, they like cash offers just a bit more, not not a lot, but in, just a little. Um, and then you don't have to worry about having a loan. Uh, we, we actually have run the numbers pretty extensively on cash versus mortgage. We will always tell people to use a mortgage. We think that the 30-year fixed mortgage through uh, Fannie and Freddie Mac is one of the best uh, products in the world for you know helping people build wealth. And when you leverage it, you know you 20% down loan, it's five to one. So if the prop in terms of how much money you have to put down 
to uh, purchase the property. So if it appreciates 5%, then you actually can multiply that by 5% five times and you would get about a 25% return on that money. So we really recommend leveraging your money with real estate. It's a very, very stable asset class. Um, it went, you know, so we think that typically is the right move for most people, but we don't push super hard either direction. And what are the tax advantages of uh, an, an investor? Because you're using this as an investment property. Are there special tax advantages you get for doing that? Yeah, the uh, tax advantages for real estate investing is one of the, the perks of the asset class. Uh, you'll accumulate, typically in the first five years, you'll accumulate passive losses that you can use to uh, offset any passive gains you'll make through other, any other investment types. So maybe explain that a little bit further. What would be the passive losses involved in buying a property and renting it out like this? Yeah, this uh, this starts to get you know pretty <laughs> pretty tax focused in terms of what will happen. But the way that the government looks at um, a, you know mortgage is they look really carefully at the interest rate, and they you can deduct that from kind of your income. So while on a, in rea- and this is sort of like people are like how did Donald Trump lose money? How do you have paper losses? Uh, that term is a little bit confusing, but it just means that the government doesn't they actually will deduct interest expense, right? So you can actually make money in a real basis, but in a, from a tax base, you'll actually lose money for the first three to five years as the depreciation schedule transitions and you have less and less interest. Once the interest is less, sorry, this is getting really technical. I'm not sure if it's that helpful, but I, I guess my point being is that the way the government looks at real estate is early in the ownership of the real estate, it actually is a loss even though in real terms, you would actually collect cash. Yeah, so it's giving you tax benefits, and then as time goes on, you're actually getting cash from the rentals that you're, you can offset against the depreciation losses, is what you're saying. Correct. Well, you, you'd actually, you could actually make cash from day one, but you may, it may be seen from the government as a loss. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's, yep. So what kind of returns, I guess you'd say cash-on-cash cash returns, can people mm-hmm. typically get by owning these co-living spaces? Um, we've seen cash on cash returns, you know, between, you know, as high as 15%. And it's a long-term situation. As time goes on, uh, the tax benefits reduce because there's less depreciation. Correct. Yep. The tax the- benefit goes down, but you will find, but your overall mortgage payment would stay fixed. Um, and usually your rents are going to go up faster than that kind of tax benefit erodes. So usually the longer you hold real estate, the more profitable it becomes. Um, there are exceptions to that, of course. And then you, the, the value of the house itself should appreciate over time because you have a cash flow uh, to show to potential investors. Yeah, well, the way that um, single-family real estate works is you don't typically look at the cash flows. Uh, single-family homes are are strictly valued on an, appra- on an appraisal basis. So that wouldn't actually, but the, the, that's the negative, that's the bad news. But the good news is that we've actually seen single-family homes appreciate faster than multifamily homes. And those multifamily homes are, in fact, valued at, on a cash flow basis. So that's why we're seeing a lot of institutions, we're seeing a lot of money go to the single-family space, is that people are realizing that rents are growing up slower than single-family homes are appreciating. So now we have, if you can leverage it, now you have an asset that can really explode. And so that's 
why you're hearing about tens of billions kind of coming from KKR and all these bigger players to, to get into the single family space. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is CEO and founder of Home Room Co-Living, which is one of the fastest growing co-living companies in the United States. You can find out more about what he does, either as a renter or as an investor, at livehomeroom.com. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the globe in the private market, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then bringing them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to robotics, quantum computing, and much more, in state-of-the-art labs, startup garages, and anywhere in between, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest when growth potential is greatest, which is early. Our crowd's accredited investors have already invested over $1 billion in growing tech companies, and many of their members have benefited from the 46 IPOs or sale exits of their investments. Now you can truly diversify your portfolio by investing early in innovative private market companies at our crowd. Today you can invest in Intellect, whose transportation innovation could save the airline industry $3 billion a year. Intellect uses machine learning to improve safety, recognize hazards, and reduce delays. They're in use at major international airports, which serve over 100 billion passengers annually. Invest today at our crowd. Invest in Intellect at OURCROW.com slash ANSYS. You can join our crowd for free at OURCROWD.com slash ANSYS. Join the fastest-growing venture capital investment community at rcrowd.com slash answers. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Home Room Co-Living, which is the largest uh, co-living company in America, fastest growing. You can find out more at their website, livehomeroom.com. Welcome back to the show, Johnny. Yeah, great to be here, Jordan. Thank you. So so let's again go through it from the real estate investor's point of view. What is the typical out-of-pocket investment to buy one of these homes? Sure. So we we say you need at least $75,000. Now, there are homes that that are a bit lower than that, but it says it's a good starting point. And just to kind of be clear that we don't take that $75,000, it's for your down payment of your property and then for repairs and upgrades and things like that. Um, the, we actually were able to do it for like $35,000 uh, like 18 months ago, but the market appreciated so much and uh, 15% down loans became a little bit trickier to find. So now it's kind of the out-of-pockets become quite a bit more. So if you come on to us with 75000 we can get you into Dallas, we can get you into Kansas City, we can get you into San Antonio. Um, if you want to get into Austin, it's going to probably cost you north of 100 Just prices are much higher. And, and uh, But we do the Austin market is, is phenomenal. So. That's the down payment. And then how much are the total houses, the range for the total price? You know, the, it, so in um, Kansas City, it's 70, you know, 275 uh, plus. Uh, same with San Antonio. Um, the In Dallas, it's 285, 290, and then in, in you know in the the Austin metro, we're looking at 450 at least, but really starts at 500. So you're buying existing homes. You're not getting into the business of building homes. Is that correct? That's correct. We just um, there's a stat where there's a thousand people, or sorry, there's a thousand square feet per person in the United States. So there's plenty of housing to go around, um, but it's not being divided enough. Um, or, you know, as adequate, as great, as well as it could be. And so that's really what we're focusing on, taking the existing square footage, utilizing it in a way that provides more affordable housing. So you're not charging a property management fee. Uh, uh, the renters, it's, it's all included in their rent, or is there some kind of a management fee for keeping up the, the place as well? Yeah, so what we do is we take 15% of rent. So it's, um, it's a revenue share-based model. We don't do lease-up fees like a property management company would. Um, but the, out of the what the tenant rent is. So the difference in that between a property manager is by converting the home to co-living, we may turn, may turn the rent up 100%. Uh, so we have a house that we always use as an example. It was renting for $1,500 a month. We converted it to co-living. The rent went up to $2,700 a month with co-living. And then we take 15% of that. So you're still well north of you know what you would have made if it was a standard single-family rental. So we like to say that we pay for ourselves. We're the only and a property service company that'll do that. So you are technically, homeroom is the tenant. It's not, the tenants are not on the lease. It's homeroom that's on the lease. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And why do you do it that way instead of have the tenants uh, do it? Uh, for, you know, we have a unique member agreement that we sign with the tenants. Um, it gives them a bit more flexibility. We think that Living as a service is an emerging trend where people can live in one place, move to a new city at any time. And within our app, you know, tenants can move from Kansas City to Austin with the push of a button uh, within the homeroom community. Um, and so giving that flexibility uh, is really an agreement between us and the tenant. 
are the sub, uh, you know, our roommate members. And then the agreement we have with the owner is, you know, much stronger three years, you know, kind of, this is what to expect. Um, and so they're just two very different kind of arrangements. And so that's why we don't want to connect the two. It also creates kind of a legal shield uh, for the owners, right? Because we're in the middle, technically, they don't actually, the, um, the tenants could find out or the roommates could find out who the owners are, of course, but really we're the only for the face. And as an owner, you don't want to be bothered by roommate issues. You want to have us do it. What, what happens after the initial term, uh, lease term of three years is over? Uh, we guarantee a renewal up to five years. But our goal is to be in 15,000 houses over the next five to seven years. So we don't plan on leaving a lot of properties. We're, we're trying to add as many as fast as we can. What happens if there's uh, damage to the property by the tenant? Then the tenant would pay for it. I mean, do you, would one tenant complain to you and say this? You know, they they broke something, or how does that work? You have a repair crew that goes in and repairs things. Yeah, we have a we have a really um, elite, you know, uh, operations team, property operations team, um, and so they are, you know, really really good. Uh, one thing that we you know we have an app, and then the tenants can report all issues. You know, the longer you're in the business, the more you realize that tenants don't damage property, their own property for fun, typically. Um, and uh, we very rarely have that kind of issue. Everyone wants their stuff to work. They want their house to be in good working order. Um, it's very non-self-serving for a tenant to, like, purposely break something because then they can't use it because it's their home. So you don't have, like, wild parties where they just trash the place there, huh? We've never had to use an, a tenant's full deposit our roommates full deposit when they move out. So we've never had massive damage to that scale ever um, in the history of our company. And on standard maintenance requests, you, again, your team can take care of those kind of things. Yes, we we're, we act as your uh, property care team. We Not only do we do maintenance, um, any kind of maintenance at any level, um, you know, simple handyman to you know, advanced electrical work, we also have a we also have a service layer where we do yard care and that's paid for by the tenants but it's done professionally, which helps your house maintain its value, look attractive. Um, in addition to that, maid services required. The tenants also pay for that, and um, and so they come in monthly and they actually grade the property for cleanliness based on how the, the uh, roommates are treating it. And then if that goes too low, then we actually will find the house and require them to do more frequent maid services. So you get a lot from us. Um, a lot more than you'd get from a senior property manager. Um, and, you know, we raise the rent, so we, we cover our own costs. So it's a pretty sweet deal. So typically they keep good, they, they don't get low marks from the maids when they're going in? Does that usually work out pretty well? <laughs> we, we like to watch, we actually watch the trend lines on those in certain houses. Certain houses will get into ruts and we'll have to help break them out of that by being a little bit more, you know, direct with them. Uh, you know, we have some houses that are always, you know, they get A's, B's, C's, and D's just like a report card. And and one of the things that a lot of these the houses they they all they all want to see their report card and they want to because they're really invested in how clean their houses evaluate at. So it um it's been a really good um, system for us to kind of to get the roommates to buy into the importance of keeping the house super enjoyable to live in for everyone. So, kind of talk about the um, change in the way people are living these days. They're having gig jobs. 
They're not making long-term commitments. They're marrying later. How does that mm. play into the co-living uh, experience? Yeah, it's a very astute uh, question. Uh, that is, I think, the foundation for the co-living experience. Um, well, you know, you see the show like Friends or New Girl. We have these group of 20s and sometimes early 30-year-olds living together, and it's like, uh, you know, the biggest hit television show of all time, you know, in Friends. Uh, this kind of stage now that it used to be you would maybe live alone after college for a year and then you get married, move in with your spouse, start a family. And But now it's at 22, that's just the beginning of your post-college phase that may last till your late 30s or sometimes early 40s. And um, one thing that we've seen that kind of defies the stereotype is that most young adults don't live alone today. Um Today, 80, about 78% of young adults between 18 and 34 live with either their parents or roommates. So while it sounds like everyone wants to live in a studio and maybe part of it, part of it is affordability, I think that phase between 22 and 42 is now so long that the idea of living in like a studio by yourself for 20 years, uh, humans really aren't, they're not solitary creatures. They like social environments. So co-living, you know, really kicked off with Craigslist in the early 2000s which is also kind of as millennial, you know, kind of as these people are delaying marriage further and further. Um, and so now we have uh, roughly 59 million people living with their parents or roommates in that age range. Um, it's pretty massive. It's a pretty massive need for some kind of housing that fills this need. Um, and so, you know, that's what us and other clothing players are just capitalizing on. Um, we, most everyone I think that I've talked to in the industry have the same experience. Like, I don't want to live alone. I did that. Last year, it was kind of lonely. Um, how do I find awesome roommates in a great spot of town, part of town? How do I make it so I don't have to buy furniture again when I move? Um, co-living solves all those problems for that, you know, that nor that very typical 29-year-old. And a lot of times they're, you know, maybe an, an engineer or maybe they're, maybe they are a gig worker. Maybe they're a digital nomad. But there hasn't really been a good way for those people to live. You know, studio apartments are super restrictive. Um, they, you have to be there for a full year. Um, and you can't transfer to another city unless you're really lucky and they have, and that apartment company has something in that other city. So in our case, you can transfer at any time, you know, you can, your job moves or, um, you know, anything. And so our, once we're in seven all the cities in the United States, living as a service will be, you know, it, you can do that with home room. You don't have to ever sign a kind of a binding lease again. You just signed a member agreement be part of our community, move or move to different areas, experience life in a new way. Very good. Sounds very interesting, both as a renter and for an investor. Uh, we're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman with The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Homeroom Co-Living. You can find out more about what he's referring to both as a renter and as an investor at livehomeroom.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Johnny Wolf. He's the CEO and founder of Homeroom Co-Living, which is the fastest-growing co-living company in America. You can find out more at his website, livehomeroom.com. Welcome back to the show, Johnny. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Really happy to be here. You also deal with registered investment advisors to uh, recommend this as an investment. Tell us how that works. Sure. So we have um, you know, a couple partner registered investment advisory firms in uh, the United States. Uh, one is um, out of um, North Northern California, and they, you know, they'll, they'll actually let us present to their investors um, and their clients, and you know, share about real estate. I think that's one of the bigger challenges for registered investment advisors is how do you diversify portfolios, especially in this time of like really rapid inflation. Um, and also, clearly, there are a lot of very smart players going at single-family homes, but how do I get my clients in? There's there's REITs, but the returns on those aren't really that attractive compared to other asset classes. So uh, we've partnered with um, with them, and you know a number of their um, clients have bought homerooms with us um, over the last few years. Uh, we have you know we have a trailer that we pay to them, so the the, the registered investment advisor will actually make more with homeroom um, for dollars invested than they would with any other kind of um, investment vehicle. So it's a pretty it's a win win all the way across. A lot of the folks coming in um, from our RIA partnership. They, it's their first time investing in real estate. Um, and so that's perfect because we built this so that it could be simple for someone that's new to it and it protects them and, you know, adds the most rent. So you have a lot of wiggle room because when you double rent, you can do other things slightly wrong and you're fine. So uh, we think it's a great vehicle for RIAs to offer their clients because a lot of clients that don't have real estate in their portfolio today probably should. <laughs> if if uh, KKR is allocating ten, tens of billions, probably good for uh, private investors to do something similar. And uh, we think that Colavine is really the, the best way to do that today. Will the big players get into this as well? I mean, the KKRs of the world that buy entire neighborhoods as single-family homes, might they also get into uh, renting out those homes by the room? It's a great question, and we would love for them to do that. <laughs> so if anyone on this Call works at KKR. We'd love to partner with you and your firm. Um, so yeah, we think that that is it's already beginning to happen. Some co-living players have institutional partnerships, and it's a great deal for those institutions. Um, they're, you know, we've talked to a few um, institutions, and they're targeting cap rates of 
four to five percent, and that's like a buy order immediately. And we have, as I mentioned before, we have some cap rates, you know, between seven and thirteen percent. So it's a much better return. Um, we think it's a much and it's a much more stable asset. So we think that it's just a matter of time before institutions have, you know, a sizable chunk of their portfolios in real estate in this space as well. So give us a kind of a broader view. How many roughly co-living houses are there in the country and what rate of growth and what's the potential for this over the next, say, 10 years or so? Yeah, uh, that is, you know, that remains to be seen. But our, we're, we're personally targeting or homeowners is targeting 15,000 properties over the next seven years. So we, we believe the market is massive. We look at those 59 million people living with their parents or roommates between 20 and 40. And we say, hey, why can't every one of those guys live at a homeroom or a co-living house? Because most people that are in that age range living with their parents don't want to live with their parents, typically. Um, and then most people that are living with roommates are finding them through Facebook or Craigslist or, you know, all these different kind of um, non-elegant solutions. So we, we think there's a massive market there. Um, and we think there'll be enough, si- there's not, there's enough size there for a number of co-living players to, to, you know, potentially IPO out of this space. Are there other companies similar to what you're doing, doing it on a, on a big scale? Uh, yeah, we are, um, there's a couple that are kind of a uh, bit bigger bungalow out of San Francisco. Um, they have uh, 700 co-living homes, uh, pad split out of Atlanta. They have, believe it's two or 300. So yeah, definitely a number of other larger players out there. Um, and then there's a few different, there's also co-living companies focused on apartment buildings, which is it's of a different model than what homeroom does and focused on different parts of a city but yeah there's there's a lot of folks looking at this space yeah um so you're you're saying you want to grow to fifteen thousand homes within 10 years is that what your goal was correct yep and so you'll go into other cities what other cities are you thinking of going into we want to be in every city above 50,000 people in the united states there's 750 of them that's quite ambitious Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so a demographic. Just tell us a little bit more about how the demographics of the country are working in your favor. Yeah, I mean, the demographics of the the, the country are um, we're seeing is you know people are getting married later, which we kind of talked about on the last segment, and um, more and more students more and more young adults want more flexibility. They want more life experiences. They have less money, right? And so that, that's a kind of a natural tug of war in this demographic, this 20 to 40 is they want more life experience, but they have less money. So how do you do that? You, you decrease the amount of money you spend on the most expensive category and that's housing. So with co-living, you can decrease that expense 30 or 40%. There's almost no other way to do that. Um, that's as elegant as we do it. That's not living with your parents. Um, so we think this is like the perfect solution at the perfect time for kind of this, this group of people. And um, we think, you know, it'll become more and more powerful and more appealing as the network grows within these co-living companies. And you can meet, you know, thousands of people in our community and you can transfer to hundreds of cities. Right. And so we think the value will, will continue to go upwards um, as we grow. Is this going on around the world as well? It is, yep. 
Um, the, some of the bigger uh, out in front early was Europe had a really big co-living kind of surge. A lot of their, a lot of the large companies kind of were in the wrong stage when COVID hit and it, it kind of, it knocked a couple of them out. Um, but Europe is still kind of, uh, pretty active in the co-living space. I was actually, uh, I spoke as a keynote speaker yesterday, um, during the co-living hub conference, which is based out of Europe. Um, and, uh, the other country that actually is interestingly just Kind of flying on this is India. India has some of the largest co-living operators in the world today. Um, and I think, you know, per capita has probably the densest co-living offering in, in, in the, on the globe. I guess they have a lot of people there and not a lot of space. <laughs> they need to make the most they of have, it. They have, a, they have a few people. Yeah, they have a couple. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the time we have remaining, why don't you just kind of summarize from the investor's point of view, what the advantages of investing in a co-living situation? Yeah, so the big ones are the ROI. So we're going, and, and the simplicity, right? So we're going to, our ROI, we try to target above 20%. We a lot of times hit above that, right? We a lot of times hit mid-20s. Because you're buying a single home, you use leverage, you use great loan products, you, lose, you use the lenders we provide you with, you're able to get, leverage on homes in B areas in some of the best cities in the United States. And typically great areas like that, the yield goes down because the quality of the home is so high. In our case, we offset that um, by um, adding co-living to the mix and now the rent doubles, right? So that makes a massive difference. So as a, you get a higher quality asset with higher yields, which is uh, kind of the, the thing that everyone's looking for. And, typically does not exist, but it exists with us. The other piece is it's super turnkey. There's no stress to it. Um, I've been investing personally in real estate for 15 years. I'm a financial analyst from Silicon Valley by trade. So we built this with deep domain expertise and kind of modeling and forecasting and analytics. And, um, you know, we brought in guys from Facebook and Google and Airbnb to kind of help us think through these kind of analytics challenges. So you're going to get a great house and a great area that's data used to buy. Um, and then you're not going to have to do much. You have to write some checks to buy the property. Um, but pretty much after that, you just sit back. And you can ask us all the questions you want. We're happy to. Our goal is to have the best real estate sales team in the world, like in terms of single-family homes. And we can educate you on why to buy certain homes, why to avoid certain things. Um, you know, I found when I've talked to other real estate companies to buy properties, I feel like when I talk to the sales agents, um, they may or may not really understand real estate as deeply as I hope they would. And so that's something that's really important at Homeroom. We're working very hard to kind of build that deep expertise, even in our sales team that you would talk to. Very good. Well, we've learned a lot. My guest this hour has been Johnny Wolf. He is the CEO and founder of Homeroom Co-Living, which is one of the fastest growing co-living companies in America of interest to both people wanting to rent with having other people in their home and as a place for investors uh, to invest to get a good uh, cash uh, cash return of 20% plus. You can find out more at his website, livehomeroom.com. Thanks so much for being on the Money Answer Show, Johnny. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.